0: I'm doing OK. Things are drying out. Finally. Gosh, it was awful. And you know what's beautiful? After this weekend, there's going to be a, like a week of, sun, of sunshine. Oh, my God. it's Time for you know pulling those. If you have Christmas decorations out front or whatever you got to do, do it. Before the next round comes in. Right. All right. Well, my name is Charlotte. And I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also the host of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. And I can almost say it's sunny, sunny Sacramento again. So, I uh, yeah, we're from sunny Sacramento. We're 45 strong up and down the state, which means if there is a paranormal need that you have, we can get to you. Or, you know, if you think you have some paranormal going on, we can get to you. It might take us a while because California is a big state. Right. But uh, we will get to you. We also have affiliates in Oregon, Washington, Nevada and Hawaii. So if that helps. Anyway, welcome tonight. And uh it's an interesting night because it's Thursday night. So tonight's casual Thursday instead of. Excuse me, is it a casual Friday? Because our guest uh, for tomorrow requested Friday, so we flipped Nancy. I kind of reached up and flipped her right over. It was funny, cartwheel style, right? <laughs> flipped her right over. Yeah, so anyway, Nancy's coming on tonight. We're going to be talking about ghosts, why they hang out, why are they on your property, why do they stay in certain spots, why when you drive down the road, the, the, the lady in white's beckoning at you to, get, to slow down so she can get in your car. What's up with that, right? So we're going to be talking about stuff like that tonight. Okay, if you're watching on Facebook and you're watching on YouTube, remember to hit those like buttons. And also, if you're watching on Facebook, hit that follow button. And if you're watching on YouTube, here we go. Zoom on in. Ah, there it is. Right there, right there, right there. Is that little ghost. Click on that, and that'll pop up that red subscribe button. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you're, if you're somebody that's come over from TikTok, we hope, uh same thing for you over on youtube and uh, hit that subscribe button we're excited to have you we're excited to have anybody that's new that comes over to listen to us anybody that wants to listen to us every week hey we're we're good we're good so anyway welcome and uh, you can find me on youtube you can find well find california ha- hell, california, ha- california, ha- california ha- radio on youtube facebook instagram tiktok and twitter and oh twitch i keep forgetting my twitch audience sorry guys same thing with Twitch. If you like the show, follow me. Follow, follow, follow. But on Instagram, I am Ghosty Gal. It's all lowercase. On YouTube, we are California Haunts Radio. That's youtube.com forward slash ampersand California Haunts Radio. On Facebook, we are California Haunts Radio and California Haunts and my name. Okay. And on Instagram, I like I said, Ghosty Gal lowercase. So I got to remember all these things. On Twitter, we're Cal Haunts. Okay, and on TikTok, we're California Haunts, we're all lowercase. That's crazy, huh? Now, if you have, if you happen to know about Discord, we, we also have a Discord where people can go chat after after hours, talk about all kinds of stuff. Well, that's the California Haunts ghostly groupies. All right, and I've, uh, you know, I don't know if I put a link in there today, but I, I'll, get, I'll, get, I'll get some more invitation links out for that. Anyway, without further ado... Oh, yes, I know the other announcement. I've been thinking about this trip to Disneyland. And uh, it's not fair to you guys that always watch the show for me to broadcast solely on TikTok. It's it's not right. It's not fair. So I'm going to be going out on uh, YouTube so that you guys can enjoy it, too. So I'm getting the equipment necessary for YouTube so that I can uh, do that for you. Because I don't think it's fair to broadcast just solely on TikTok. Because, you know, not everybody has TikTok. So uh, we will be going out live on YouTube for the Disneyland trip. So I will take you with me. You're going to be in my pocket or wherever you're going to be, but we're going to be cruising around and, you know, getting on the rides and making fools of ourselves and all that good stuff. And you can even see the food I eat. Ooh, scary. You know, so yeah. So that's what I'll be doing. So I'm going to take you with me. Okay. All right. Anyway, without that being said, let's bring Nancy in. Oh, hello, char
1: Yes, no, no, this no. is a different, hello, this is a different night, but that's perfectly
0: okay. I'm Feels sure that we'll be. I was spending a day off tomorrow after this. Pardon me? Well, because I'm always off Saturday. Right, I'm all confused. right.
1: I'm all confused now. <laughs> I actually asked my husband what day it was today, and... uh Thought it was Friday because I was thinking of you, and he says trash to pick up today, so it's Thursday. Oh, oh okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See, we're all
1: confused. Remind me what day it is. People all of our, who work internal from clo- ho- our internal clocks are thrown off now. People who work from home, who have uh-huh. their own business, always. I have a calendar, and so I write my clients if they want a session. I write it right down because I sometimes forget what date is. I have to look on the calendar for. You know, the computer has a little date thing on the bottom. I'm always right. looking at that to make sure I know what day it is, <laughs> let alone what time zones everybody's at. And so it's kind of like always. <laughs> I feel like I'm always doing this, let alone people from different countries. That Australia gets me messed up all the time. I go, what, what is that? What day is it? And then in Australia, from one side to the other, is also different time zones. So I'm.
0: <laughs> well, I don't I do that it. with the show. I mean, there's times when I'm doing an 11, 11 p.m. or midnight show uh-huh we're accommodating somebody over in australia or over and over and over in england you know we're over on the, you know and no. they're having lunch in australia you know
1: in england i have clients in england and it's nine hours so you know yeah. she yeah. says call call me at one it's actually 10 o'clock her time yeah i tell you it's really fun trying to keep up with these it all these confusing. hours and days and um i'm sure that if people are looking for me they're going to find me you know tomorrow right. night even though right. they can't get on i, I I haven't had a chance to see if we have any people jumping in. Oh, there's a John fella. You're yeah. not confused. I'm so glad he's not confused. <laughs> At least there's one, and it's a new name. I don't remember seeing a John before. He's, he's but, over uh, from
0: Twitch. He's, he's from Twitch. So, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. We have a Twitch viewer. But, Twitch. you know, it's like, when you know what? When, you know what it hits me is when I'm not only doing those night shows is when I'm doing the pre-recorded shows. Ahead of time. Yeah. A lot of that stuff that I do from like England and in the UK and those different places are pre-recorded because of the time difference. Yeah. And right. um, <laughs> yeah, and um, so it gets confusing. And then when I start doing a lot, of, a lot of them rapidly, it gets really confusing. You know, I'm trying to figure out, oh, you're over, oh, yeah, like you say, Australia. Oh, my God. I'm trying to figure out Australian time. <laughs> well, but that's what confusing. I'm saying.
1: East Coast and West Coast of Australia, I have uh, different clients many different cities including yeah. Kelly who comes in. She's on in she's south of Perth, but there is other people there. And yeah. um John's really getting carried away here. Bless his heart. <laughs> John's
0: having time. We like John. And she, John's cool. And he's in California. Now cool. he says Central he's, Coast. Oh, he's one of us. Yeah, John. That's it. That's it. Well then you then you gotta factor in Canada because Canada's on the some of Canada, I don't know if it's all on East Eastern time zone.
1: No. I have Canadian clients and they have the same kind of zones that we have.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But I'm just saying, and then you got Hawaii. Hawaii is another one. They, they, they're like two hours behind or three hours behind. Four.
1: Three and four. Oh, is that what it is?
0: Mm-hmm. See, so it gets confusing. It really does. Okay. Tonight. Do you have a ghost in your house? You have a ghost in your office building. I sound like <laughs> Ghostbusters, don't I? Well, we're here to get it out. No. Um, or, you know, have you been driving down that lonely road and had the lady in white come out and beckon to you and wonder why she's still hanging out on, on that lonely road? Huh? Have you seen something off the side of the road you can't explain and it's still hanging out there and you don't know why? We're going to talk about that tonight. We're going to talk about why the dead hang out.
1: Um, I have quite a list. And with a lot of these I will give examples because they come from my my life, my client's life. There's one I saw. Um, let's see, what was it? Hmm, I don't know if I saw another show or clip. Of, I think it was a clip. I can't remember, but I'll talk about it. And um, I always say what I f- see somewhere else versus my own yeah. experiences. And that's only to be fair. And I like the ones where you have a video that I'm going to reference tonight of a video I saw. And uh, there's a couple of them that really scared the jeebies out of me, I go, oh no, (laughs) how many times does that happen to us statement? And it's all to be carefully um, evaluated if these things happen to you or you know people. Um, Yes, I do talk to them. I try to get them out of their stuck spot. A lot of them won't hear me if they're truly a ghost and what I call either unconscious or conscious enough they will not, do not want to change. And I will speak of those I have a big list so we got to get started here. Go for it. Okay. so in my 32 years, I
0: That's have so enough. many
1: stories. Huh? That's enough. <laughs> right? Well, I'm still working. <laughs> I had uh, Jen Jen in another show asked if I do readings, and I do. And at the end of the show, my web address is going to be there.
0: So right. it's my name,
1: <laughs> NancyMats.com.
0: I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: No, no. It's, we have fun with this. Don't worry about it. Uh, and so I'm going to start right with. The most obvious ghosts who don't think they are dead, and that can happen a lot of different places. Can you imagine in the old west? Someone getting shot laying in the street, they get up and they're real still ready to have the fight. That has happened. I actually saw that in Tombstone. Some guy's walking around with a gun in his hands, mm-hmm. and I suspect he got shot and didn't realize he had been killed. I think that happens a little more. We want to know um, car accidents. Uh, how many people have seen the photograph of the? Tourist, (laughs) He was driving by what we call a really bad looking accident with two ambulances. Just above him was a spirit hovering. Sometimes they look down and go, am I dead? They have questions. Uh, You can fall out of your body. I had a gentleman fall out of his body um, and he didn't think he was dead but he didn't know why he rolled out of his body. He stood there and then he tried to get back in his body. These are people who are not not alive anymore but they try to get back in the body or they are stuck. just recently, I had a real estate agent call me. Um, I have a lot of friends, fam, uh, friends and relatives, not relatives, but clients who are real estate agents, and they were going to sell a house to a couple, but someone had died in it, and he is very perceptive, and he said, I feel like I need to talk to you about this. I feel like there's someone in there, and of course, I'm not going to drive hours to try to find this place, you know. Uh, So I talked him how to do it, walk in the front door, if there's a wall there, go to the other side, but directly two steps in to the right, Well, no matter what room it is, he's standing there. And it's almost like he had this quandary look on his face like, huh, as though he wasn't sure that he was dead, but he was thinking something's not right, but I really want this thing. And so the thing was why he was still standing there because it blocked him. Um, I have a lot of clients that go through what we call um, recovery process intervention. Uh, they want to get over drugs, they want to get alcohol. It's not a an area that I have a lot of expertise. Luckily, Universe says we'll send to somebody else who has a lot of training in that. I don't have training in drug and alcohol issues, but I do address. And I'm thinking of somebody who passed away a long time ago. His name was Dick, and he was um, forever eating hard candy. And I go. What are you always eating hard candy and you know it's just so casual because he was like this, and he says, "Well, I'm a recovered alcoholic and I have to have something in my mouth and it usually is a sweet item," and I had always remembered that. Not that it is part of my world, but I just put it back in my head and remembered it. So this gentleman showed me addiction, like there was a a, a side of him that was an addiction issue. And I didn't know. I says, do you know if this gentleman had an addiction issue? And he says, no, but I'll check it. I'll check it out. And I says, well, the feeling of need of something like this, and it could be any level of addiction. Ask me about coffee, right? So (laughs) it's not an addiction. But after I die, I'm not going to stand here and say, wish my coffee were here with me. So the gentleman called the real estate agent and did find out that when they cleaned the house out, the refrigerator was full of chocolate. And a lot of times, alcohol, drug, addicted individuals who recovered crave sweet and chocolate. And I did tell him that. And I never found out the end result. Maybe I just should have done that, but gotten around to it. So, an addiction issue can keep you here. Um, So, unfortunately, I want to talk about something really sensitive here. If you're an addicted personality and you are missing your um, drug of choice, you could die and not realize you died, and you're just all you could think about was, is where's my product? Or you think someone's taking your product and you take after them, or you go and you die and you go, wow, I'm dead. I've, I've not been a good person because I've done this. Now I'm afraid to go to heaven because I'm going to go to hell because you judge yourself. This individual was missing his chocolate, and the reason was that was his way of dealing with his addiction past issues, past addiction issues. I find that more common than we realize. Uh, Even clothing, women shopping in uh, clothing stores, dead people, they're always wanting to do this. And you think, ooh, I like to shop. Does that mean I'm gonna be addicted to shopping? Maybe they had an addiction to something else and shopping replaced it. Who knows? So I think that anytime you take it to extreme, those are issues that could hang you to the earth when you pass over. And why don't they pass over if we're all greeted by somebody? It's because they block it. They don't want to see that person because their addiction mm-hmm. is more important. That's pretty tough. I started with that. Hmm, Not good. Uh, ghosts who don't think they're dead could come in all kinds of situations. A car accident. i mentioned that before. Uh, sudden death, even at a theater. Uh, what if you die of a heart attack in theaters theater and everybody doesn't know you're dead? You're going to stand there and go, <laughs> well, I want to finish this movie or I want to try to sit back down. It could be pretty pretty strange. Um, there's a couple of things I want to mention and I unfortunately I think I went out of order so I want to make sure um, that I covered these things and we only have 45 minutes more so please anybody uh, did a ghost actually mention heaven or hell? Oh John, thank you. A ghost wouldn't. A ghost is someone who is obsessed, overtaken, blinded, can't hear, uh, stuck in the loop, that kind of thing. Spirit people do not ever, ever have I heard, I'm gonna cross the boundary here, never, ever talk about hell. Uh, They talk of a group, a community. They're gonna go where everybody else is. I took that to be heaven. Um, One more statement with that, hold on. I have never, ever heard them talk about religion, ever. Kind of makes you wonder, kind of makes you wonder, Like. Ha, uh, religious groups, and I'm part of a religious group myself, a spiritualist church minister. And um, a community is why we belong to churches. Ideology, absolutely. It could be political groups. And I know that happened for years here. But um, never, ever have I heard people talk of death. Hell, rather. But near-death experiencers, when you die and you're having a death experience, what you're anticipating, what you think you should see and do, is what you'll experience. So, those who have had a a life that maybe they're not real proud of, if they think they're going to go to hell, that's what they'll see. Um, the people I talk to have never seen it. The people who show up to greet other people never speak of it. Um, I just what had I, a
0: death. Yes. It, what it was, so not to interrupt. What I always felt is going on with that is that we all have religion, like Nancy says, for that. Excuse my allergies. Uh, we all have religion for that community feeling you know something mm-hmm. to believe in if we don't have something to believe in then there's really no point in our lives i mean you, you want to have happy well things we want
1: community we want to belong we right, want right, to have right. a belief structure
0: and i think what the religions are what people believe in. And i think what happens is the deities it's all one deity but he but the but the deity appears differently to, to each religion when but we pass over one, yeah we're all under one 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 one
1: umbrella umbrella um my father was a spiritualist his mother was a new thought spiritualist minister uh when my father was killed when i was six my mother moved to northern california she married somebody who was a protestant but i married a catholic and so i i became a catholic signed whatever uh got into got divorced asked the universe why bad things happen to good people i was shown the spiritualist church the same kind of grouping thinking process as my grandmother Uh, My grandmother was um, a spiritualist, but she joined New Thought at the time. That was what it's acceptably called. Um, Her side of the family were uh, psychics, mediums, and she remembers as a child, the ladies um, would get together Saturday night and do table tipping and uh, automatic writing, everything that we could do nowadays. So it was just called in different generations. It was very popular the year, the time that my grandmother was born, 1901. So it's kind of interesting. I do see that you're also a minister. You were raised Catholic. I was too. i was minister. And uh, let's see, ordained Protestant minister. Absolutely. I joined Twitter I could, I, so I could comment. Facebook does not allow it, at least here in Canada. I enjoy your radio. Thank you, sweetie. Well,
0: thank you. Um, thank you very and much. And he was
1: raised Catholic. The universe, the universal, um, I have a lot of names for the universe and I have undeniable faith. Uh, can't challenge me on that, it's just like crazy. Um, and it's the universe, the divine, uh, the diva, the man in charge, <laughs> anything you want to, everything call it. It's perfect and all right with me, but I'm, uh, I was ordained in February of 92, I did it the hard way, and I was ordained in uh, Sedona, Arizona. And at that time, it was just a little cow patty, <laughs> and a few years after I was ordained, Drove all the way there from Citrus Heights, California, and uh, in some ways, uh, I enjoyed it over the years, seeing it blossom into the communities today. Um, let's see, uh, suicide that fell from a higher floor, and the spirit separated from the body and fell into a woman. Um, I can't remember if I saw a video on this or I read an
0: article. Char, was that part of your show at one time, or how,
1: did you no, hear that? Too? I was going to
0: ask you about suicides though, because I've run into. Okay. As a ghost hunter, I've, I've run into suicides. Okay, so
1: the, I'm going to talk about a couple different kinds of suicides. So this was, I am um, jumped, this individual wanted to commit suicide. He uh, jumped off the top of a building. How many stores, floors, it doesn't matter, it could have been five to 10, who knows? And the woman heard everybody screaming outside and she leaned out. And as the man went over the edge, he died of fright or his body uh, separated from the spirit, the body fell. She missed the body, but she didn't miss the spirit falling. So she moved and she moved back and the spirit went into her. And she ended up seeing counseling because after a while, she was very depressed, uncharacteristic of herself, um, had other desires for things that she doesn't usually, like beer or cigarettes, whatever. And the individual that took care of her felt the other presence uh, uh, about, uh, about her. And mm-hmm. I have felt that before. Karen Rothstein of Roseville, California, and I are going to write a book. We so far, and we have done it recently, um, 32 Cases of Possession and Attachment Issues. And I've seen that quite a few times in the Ghost Investigations, um, Char Show, Paranormal, uh, sh- other shows that I've been part of, um, even in my own um, investigations. So it's pretty common. I don't like that, but it's pretty common. So there's two that I just shared with you. Uh, The third one, um, there's two, rather. The suicide that jumped off a cliff and stayed in the air. Very early, in 91, I think 1991, I had started this May 4th, 1990. uh, A woman came to the house. She was uh, very um, stressed. It was terrible. It was terrible. She came in the house. And I'm so empathic. That's part of why I'm to be able to do this. I felt like I was hit with a bunch of nails. It was just make a long story short. If she's hearing this, I'm not using your name, location, anything. Uh, she had a college-age son uh, that went partying with a bunch of kids overlooking a valley, and there was a cliff up there, and we didn't didn't know that he was under that kind of stress, and he ran. Everybody, kids were watching him. He ran. He was not pushed. He ran right off the cliff. His body, his spirit separated from his body. And where you, he ran straight out, how far can you run without falling, two, three steps? I mean, it's a momentum, but he ran really fast. And his spirit stayed in the air and his body fell. And when I've talked to suicide uh, spirit peoples, they're always uh, really regretful. Um, the minute you do that, how many would fall off the top of a building? on the way down, you're looking and go, oh, this is gonna hurt, I wish I hadn't done this. Seems to be a lot of regret. I I don't like talking about suicide like this, it's very stressful for me too. I'm a mom and grandma and uh, I think young people have to do this, especially in today's media. There seems to be a lot of 20, 25, 30 year olds that are killing themselves and I, I really agree for them as their family because they do regret it. Anyway, so the mom was telling me about this and he's standing in the midair looking around and saying, what do I do now? And whoever was supposed to greet him, I can see someone now, but at the time, it was very stressful for me. And he says, what am I supposed to do? And I says, it's too late to change your mind. You need to find out who's going to take care of you. And the hard part, this almost hurts my brain thinking about it. He never told his mother that he was unhappy. And he blamed his was in college and his family had pressured him so strongly to pursue a career of his, not his choice. And he felt despondent and he killed himself over it. And it was very, very difficult because if you're gonna come get a reading from me, you better be prepared for the truth because I will speak the truth. I don't flower anything, Char knows that of me. So if you're meant to have an answer, I will give it to you. Well, this woman did not like my answer and I'm sorry. I says he regrets the choice in college and he felt a lot of pressure from the family. He just didn't want to live anymore. She couldn't handle it. Sometimes I say things and as we grow older, because I was only um, 44 at the time or 45, 42, 43, 43. And youth lack some of the tools to be tactful. But I've always told the truth because that's the only thing I know. You can't. I can soften it, but I have to tell the truth because people like me do do readings. If we pick up information that has weight, and volume to it, and it's part of us, and if we don't speak it, it never leaves our body. So I could say I could pick something up, but if I don't let it go, that haunt me for years. Unbelievable. So I have to release it
0: because it has weight and volume because it's the truth.
1: You know and what so, I found. Thought-
0: Sorry about that. Yeah. You know what I found over the years doing this and and being out in the field in contact, you know, and, and dealing with these suicides with 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 mediums such as yourself, is there is an immediate feeling after they do it of of regret, because it's not what they thought. I it was would going say ninety nine percent of them after they did it, and then they feel bad because their families are going through all this torment. If you talk to the people, and I've interviewed a gentleman who has jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and survived. <sighs> Oh, and he said, I
1: did see an article on him.
0: Yes. The second he let go of the rail, he regretted Uh-oh. what he did. And it's too late because you've let go of the rail and you're going over the edge. It's instantaneous. Yeah. And I had all the case, I'm not going to say where it was at, here in, in Central California, where a, fa- the, a father of this family had, I, I think he shot himself. I'm trying to remember. how oh. it went, And he was still around the family and they couldn't figure out why. And the family was just tormented. He, there, there were little kids involved. You know, and the wife and all this, and he was in the house, and he wanted to to cuddle his family. He wanted to come back to help his family because he regretted doing it, and it's sad. The the suicides are very very sad. I don't know about these stories you hear. Of people, I mean, depending on your religion, you know, like the, the that limbo. I don't know if that's there. I don't even know if that exists. But whatever it is, is it it just the the minute you. I, I think it's like anything else. When we're living, we're breathing. We're tasting, we're touching. We can feel emotions. You know, we can feel somebody else's mm-hmm. emotions. When you die, mm-hmm. all that's cut off suddenly. Yeah. And then you kind of like in a void. Yeah, you regret mm-hmm. it. Even though you supposedly you feel more joy when you move on. But what if you're stuck in that limbo like like this this gentleman that, that, that this kid that jumped off the cliff and he's just kind of hanging there going, yeah,
1: That's limbo to me.
0: What did I do? They, what am I gonna do? Because he's hanging there, there's yeah. no place for him to go. So yeah. and they want it. They
1: want someone to know the story, and that's yeah. why he told me.
0: Yeah, and that's that regret. That's that regret, and then you know they just feel that regret because they they, 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 Okay, my story got told, but what happens now? I can't touch my family. I can't do this. I can't do that. So I mean, it's very sad. I, very, very sad.
1: I think his point was is that I made a mistake. I shouldn't let things bother me, but he did. He did imply that he was desperate to have things change and he didn't know how. So mm-hmm. I always tell my my parents. You have children to experience life. Let them live it. Let them choose. Mm -hmm. And my generation, my children's generation, I remember thinking my children should do this or that. And yet it was the wrong thing to do. And John, uh, in
0: answer to your question, Nancy and I have differing differing opinions about that. What? What? Um, Have you considered the possibility that the ghost, a de- the ghost is a demon that possessed the, per- the person that jumped. Um, we have different op- opinions about that because I believe that there's demons out there because I've I've, I've fought some real nasty things in my time. So I'm kind of leaning towards that. But Nancy's not so much a believer in that.
1: Um, I've been doing this so long, every day, almost every day. you move it a little away from the microphone. You're a little too close. Move, just just push it a little bit. Uh, we're getting feedback on it. I believe that demons can bleed through from other universes or creatures, and we could see them as demons. But what I feel like, and I'm going to be careful how I word this, I don't want anybody to go ick, that people who are, and I have, unfortunately I have witnessed this, um, they become a ghost, they become too attached. They want back on their body, they scramble even during the funeral to jump into the casket. They see their widow move on they get in the house they're trying to grab crying and so he's desperate ghost type of thing he won't move on and then unfortunately then the wife remarries and then he's living in the house he can't see he can't hear children aren't recognizing him and it ended up looking very scary to me and then he I felt like he was an insane soul What he does now, I don't want to put the name of him out here. I don't want to think about him, put my mind to him like I just did. Back off, back off. The reason is I think they're so insane. They do stupid and crazy things, and they forget the boundaries of what they look like as a human being. And they create what I call the emotional stretching. Like they emotionally, um, ah, ah, yeah. And they'll have terrible um, repercussions of what they look like because they're so insane, they forget they were human at one time. All they have is a torment of what they did wrong or that they killed himself or this gentleman died accidentally, but he couldn't get back in his body. It was his time to move on. Uh, The wife was supposed to remarry, have another child. I I don't have the answers. Only the divine has all those answers, Mm -hmm. which grieves me because my father got killed when I was six by a drunk driver. My mother married and had my sister. Was that always meant to be that way? I don't have answers for everything, thank God. I mean, it's too hard to I can agree with that.
0: I can agree, hmm? with that. I, I can agree with that. But there's been too many times that I have done investigations where I've what, something has attacked me, you know, to where I've ended hmm. up with that whole three scratches thing going down my arm and stuff, even at my own house. You know, that stuff's come home with me. Ah. So I can agree with what you're saying because I, I believe that that happens as well. Okay, there are some people that get like that. But I also believe that, you know, well, the, the times that I've been scratched and attacked and stuff, that there might be something else going on. Now, whether it's, de- you know, demons or whatever, um, that's to be told. <laughs> uh-oh.
1: What? Shar, I don't know if you can hear me, but we're having some kind of connection issues. Your voice is sounding really tinny. John said he was kicked off, lost connection. He's trying to get back on. I thought it's you sound tinny off and on. So, I don't know, everybody pay attention. We may get cut off. We'll have to come back. Char now is frozen. So, here we go. <laughs> I want to keep talking. I don't want people to think I'm left. Uh, I got a whole list here. Um, so, here. we covered suicides and suicide if you're still frozen um, mm. with your hand in the air. <laughs> so, um, I. Okay, so I want to go on. We did talk of suicide. anybody put another uh, question about suicides? That is a topic that's. Uh, I don't can't. I don't think I have a suicide in my family, but we have had unfortunately some tragic um, deaths. My mother lost her father when she was twelve. He fell off a tree. My father lost his father when he was young. So I hope it's not pattern. I, I'm glad the pattern didn't happen to me my husband first husband with our kids Um, when I was doing a cemetery tour there was a fireman that got killed and I mentioned this before and he thought his uh, wife would come and get him so he was waiting and in the cemetery found another gentleman who had been alcoholic he was drinking he died he sat on the on a divider during his own funeral thinking his wife would come out of her way and come get him Mm-hmm. Didn't know he was dead, don't know. But people sometimes don't want to go on because they're waiting for someone. And the fireman that I covered in a previous show, uh, John Betancourt had asked me who I'm seeing there. And he said, told me who he was and that he was a fireman that got killed. He was only 32 years old. And it proven to be correct. And he said he was waiting for his wife and his daughter. Well, it was 100 years ago. And I said, do you have any idea what time it, what year it is? I gave him all the things most ghost investigators would talk about. And I says, I think you're so intent on watching who's coming and going. Well, we're really having some wrong, Char, with our internet here. I hope it's all being recorded, that he was waiting. And that's really a big one, why people uh, won't leave. Um, someone they're afraid of. Oh, someone's on the other side and I did them wrong. If they're there, they're gonna, get me. Sure I sure hope this is being recorded. How's it look to uh, you guys out
0: there? So tell me how it's looking to you guys. Everything's fine on my end recording and everything. What would, would you say, say? Everything's fine on my end.
1: You're frozen. So anyway someone they are afraid yeah, of. Jen says fine. Jen's over YouTube. Be,
0: Sarah says it's fine. Sarah's over on Facebook. I can't understand place. you. Okay. You might have to reboot.
1: <laughs> um, now I heard you. But you're frozen screen. Anyway, someone they prayed of. It could be a priest. It could be an ex-wife. Um, I've been to uh, situations where the deceased person is scared of someone in the church because it was the ex-wife or husband. I, I think it is Nancy's and she keeps freezing. Okay. I don't see anything like that, um, Sarah. <laughs> My my screen has been fine so far. So
0: hang on, everybody. Believe... I'm gonna re- I'm gonna I'm gonna reset StreamYard here. So just don't go anywhere, okay? Just hang in there. I'm and just I... gonna but but bu- I'm gonna get back on the internet. I'm gonna log back in the internet. Hang on.
1: So I continue talking.
0: Uh, yeah, so we can talk- all
1: appreciate what we all could be afraid of. Um, not really, I guess, because I'm not really afraid of anybody. <laughs> But uh, if I were afraid of somebody and I knew by passing into the. Okay. Uh, you know, Let will we'll be right back. Everybody quiet. Oh, I got the whole screen. Okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of people are afraid to pass over because they are afraid to go to hell. And how many people have heard stories like that? I, I don't know. How many times have you done a ghost investigation and someone said, I can't leave because I know on the other side I'll be someone's gonna be putting me to hell. And I think our point of reference by um, a church environment, they may impress upon you that if you're a bad person, you're gonna go to hell. And unfortunately they have a near death experience. And then that's where they end up going to their created visualization of hell. Are you back, Char? Yep. I hope this has all been recorded. Um, So they're afraid to go to hell. Um, I've yet to hear anybody say they're afraid to go to heaven. Uh, the person who is afraid, this is an actual case, afraid to see somebody in the afterlife, that would be a hellish condition to me. Mm-hmm. Um, when we pass over, I do realize and I'm going to see something very carefully here. We are who we are on this side when we pass over. So if you had a father who was a grumpy, bumpy kind of a guy, blah, 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 he may be that way because it takes time to kind of think it through. Um, and I do believe in reincarnation, I didn't before. I actually did not. And I've had so much proof over these years that it's unbelievable. These are clients and friends of mine, family members, who talk of their two and three-year-old talking about a past life. Can't make it up, just can't. Uh, If a bad person loves pain and suffering, wouldn't their definition of hell be a normal person's definition of heaven? No, Mm -mm. if a person loves pain and suffering, they're gonna create an environment of pain and suffering. Okay. Um, I think there was another question here.
0: The other thing I want to add to when you, when you before I, I I bounced off. When you talk about the person that was waiting for somebody and then being afraid of crossing over, you know, going over. Wilden Opera House. Perfect example. Perfect example. Oh. Oh. Is that the there's one two, I did with you? Uh, you did <laughs> I don't think so. No. There's two uh, ghosts. There's two main ghosts in the Wilden Opera House. I'm going to say main ghosts because there's 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 several. And right. it's a fireman that was killed in a fire because he got locked into the opera house by accident. Was that in Davis? What uh, we'll did the, one? We'll have, you I did. I did with you. It was Sacramento? You know, paranormal. You were a Sacramento paranormal, so maybe you did that. Um. So he gets killed. What they didn't know at the time was that the guy that set the fire was also in the building.
1: <laughs> so guess so what? Now,
0: the, the bad yeah, guy's also. Now now you've got a firefighter in there with the guy that killed him (laughs) and tried to burn down all the women. So what's going on is the guy that's dead, uh, the the, the guy that set the fire is afraid to cross over because of what he did. Probably a Catholic. We don't know. know, he's (laughs) He's afraid to cross over. But in the meantime, the fireman won't cross over because the fireman is tormenting the guy that set the fire.
1: And the fella that created the fire—is he aware of the firemen? I don't remember this. Yeah, fireman. they're
0: aware of each other, so they—they they chase each other. Oh. You know, the—the—you know, the the chasing this guy all over, all over the opera house.
1: Oh my gosh, I don't remember that.
0: Yeah, it's I don't crazy. remember that aspect. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, wow. so anyway, it does uh, happen. Sarah said
1: I was. Uh, oh, what someone said. Uh, she has a cool theory about heaven and hell. Jumping a little. I think as Nancy says, she keeps freezing. I don't have anything going on with mine at all. Um, Somewhere in the atmosphere, somewhere. Because to me, Char was freezing.
0: Yeah, Jen, it it is funny and sad at the same time because, yeah, that fireman's not going to go until the other guy goes and the guy's not going to go. So the fireman figures that he's going to, he's going to go, you know, chase him and stuff around the building. So it's going on, you know, I mean, (laughs) it's crazy
1: before I go to the next entry I want to let's stay with they're afraid they would go to hell um, we're talking of ghosts spirits that are thinking and conscious um, when I was doing the cemetery tours I came across spirits who are frozen in their grief and and mm-hmm. they're stuck they're the true definition of a ghost because all I do is continually tumbleweed tumbleweed into their grief uh, mm-hmm. there's other aspects uh, tumbleweed and think about drugs all the time that would be another one there's true ghost situations and then there's something I call semi ghost situation they're thinking and they're creating Mm -hmm. their life but it never changes and I I'm very careful about this I believe my own thought now all ghosts wake up eventually and there's a movie I made reference to some months back it's called the ghost Um, Casey Affleck Ben Affleck's brother was the main character and he died died at a car accident, got in the hospital in the morgue, had a sheet over him, he gets off the mor- um, gurney and all of a sudden he has the black spots for the eyes and he goes home and he's there. He doesn't interact with his partner. She had not move, but he stays there thinking she'll be back for him. And it goes on and goes on. And I recently watched it again, um, it was kind of like by accident it was on one of those cable shows. and. Um, it's almost like a replete of, hev- uh, of his world. It like goes way into the future. And then he back up and then got to see it because I think the ending kind of threw me off. But the end result was he now realized that she wasn't coming and he disappeared. They do mm-hmm. wake up. They do wake up. My con- situation, I've talked of ghosts, ghost. And then someone mentioned to me, oh, is that ghost still there? And they are gone. Mm-hmm. And if you're truly stuck, do a ghost mm-hmm. investigation those are semi-conscious spirit um, ghosts or spirits that don't want to leave for, and the next one i'll tell you why a ghost won't answer you or they'll just repeat their trouble uh mm-hmm. they are almost stuck in the loop so in ghost investigations they're mostly semi-conscious and they'll answer but they're still in the loop or they're spirits who wish not to leave that situation
0: mm-hmm. particularly mm-hmm.
1: children they're waiting for the mama to come back they're playing with the toys which breaks my heart like uh
0: it is the next one is well like in uh that hotel uh grass valley it's it's heartbreaking Mm -hmm. because you know they've got children in this hotel that are they're pranking people and doing all this stuff and the mother's ghost is there too but the problem is because they died at different times they're on different planes mm -hmm. so the mother's looking for the kids the kids are looking for the mother they can't find each other
1: um I think that spirit passes over, mm. they will always be there at that child's place, but the mm-hmm. child doesn't know to look. Mm-hmm. It has okay. to be awakened. Yeah. Um, so everybody, I've been talking about this, I live with a ghost and there's two of them. The man we see a lot, my husband walks through him all the lot, um, it's fun to talk about. I live in a house about 40 years old, so the first owner, and we have a bigger house, we're in the to home subdivision for seniors. And it's 2,000 square, 1928, I think, I don't know, it's bigger one, all in this area because I run an office. So I have it in here. And it was really, a, it's really a nice one. So come to find out, my husband calls me up and he says, that's when I was living in Hornbrook and sold the house up there. And I was waiting to get down here. Whether we move again, uh, right now I'm too tired. So maybe eventually we'll get this stick home again in the country. So anyway, uh, so one day he says to me, Nancy, okay, what, there's a ghost here, I go, really? My husband is the all-American man, he does not, you know, (laughs) you have to really, he has to really see the guy, right? And so he was down here and he had called me up and Nancy, we have a ghost. I go, wow. So eventually I came down and I saw him he's six foot something, long legs, long arms, short torso, high waist thing. And I casually um, told the manager here and she says, by golly, there's someone who lived here 40 years ago, one lady. And she went and talked to him, talked to her and found out that the description was the first owner. Not only that, but he was the manager of all these homes in here. There's 150 plus. Um, my uh, Someone I trust, if we put our heads together and found out that the closet, the big walking, huge walking closet, I mean, it's mine, right? And he, one side of it was full of guns and rifles. And I told the lady that, and I gave a lot of description of what he looked like. And then I saw him one day walk through the front door into the street. And I saw him put one leg out and he leaned back on one leg and he turned around. And he looked up one way and he had his hand on his hip. And I go, what is that about? So I told Rebecca and she got back to me. And she says, well, he was the manager. He was the big honcho here. And he did have the guns and it looked like just what you said. And then I saw the wife and I told her about that woman. and She says, well, that's who she was married to. And of course, I do this, so I can't deny it. She says, how did you know? And I went, oh, the cactus out of the bag. I was trying not to be, I was trying to be discreet, but I had to know because my husband saw it. And one night, um, after it was confirmed, he calls me up, he's the man that watches every sports, everything on TV that's man-related, kung fu, fights. He says to me, <clears throat> I'm gonna offer him a drink. I go, you are? And he, got it. he drinks a drink a week, you know, on the nights of the big fights and he got the bourbon and a glass and he put it at the other end and said to "him sit down and he saw the cushion on the couch lower. The guy sat down with him. It's like, Whoop. is that possible? And the only thing I'm saying is uh, my husband has uh, the male energy kind of a thing, very mm-hmm. high male energy. So the man must have recognized it. What would you think about someone living in your house? How does that work? But So I found out that the gentleman that lived here has not left. And the reason is, I'm being really careful with this. I don't want someone to misunderstand this. If he's the owner and they manage the whole place and he has put in the biggest, best home possible, he doesn't want to leave it. He goes into the street and stands there and says, I own all this. Ego can keep you here. What if you're the best in your sport? Best. and you die young, or a, like someone, a guitarist just died, meningitis or something. Why their ego so wrapped up in this? They're on stage every time there's an event. Why should you leave? You're enjoying your world. I was talking to a friend, and uh, she didn't know this. And we were just talking about what we would be doing in the afterlife, and she says, oh, my God, I see you on a big brown horse riding. And I really love horseback riding. I was a competitive horseback rider, believe it or not, and 10 years worth. And I stopped because my ankle was so weak from uh, stepping in a pothole, carrying my daughter from a um, driving theater bathroom to the car. And so someone said to me, we can see your ankle doing this. It's so weak. Why don't you start running? And I started running, and I found out I could run. So I gave up the horse, but the horse environment was so satisfying to me that I will now take it to the afterlife. I don't think I'm going to be a ghost. So whatever you do in this life, you can take there, but I never became obsessed about it. Um, So even that you can do more of, but what if you're absolutely obsessed and this is your ego and this is who you are. And I wouldn't say that these people who died recently are still on stage or they're still in the movies or they're still, still, still. I hope not. I hope not, because ego is a big deal. Uh, you can be mm-hmm. conscious and be on stage. One of the things I want to do is play the piano. So, what if I start playing the piano, and so I could learn how to play the piano? But as a spirit person, I can join someone on stage, Carnegie Hall, in a play of Mozart, and play along with them. You mm-hmm. can do pursue your hobbies absolutely, because this well, you're woman not didn't part of know. That,
0: um sacramento paranormal investigation at the sacramento theater company when they went in i i thought one of them i i spent so many years maybe that's what you thought because i remember when when you were with them because i remember they came they're the ones that came out to the woodland opera house when i was on the newspaper in woodland but you weren't i don't think you were there i think you were at the sacramento theater company one because i remember you go out. you're even written down in um and uh so in someone's book report about it and oh. when you talk about these stars, and here's something I talked about last night on the show, when I was free flying last night, yakking my, yakking my brains out. Um, not hacking, yakking, guys. Um, I was talking about Madame Machesca from the Woodland Opera House. And Madame Machesca was there, was saying at the Opera House, performed at the Woodland Opera House in a lot of the Northern California theaters for years up until her death. And she also performed at the Sacramento Theater Company. Ah, and she she dates back to and I I I did actually check my dates today. I'm an idiot. Should I have my V eight? But she dates back to the early 1900s, eighteen late 1800s, early 1900s, and she's still performing. They say that she's still in a lot of these little theaters, and it's just oh she's
1: seen in the theater. So that's the same.
0: It's it's an ego thing like that to be in the theaters. The the actors come back all the time. That's what's fun about doing. Well, that's, that's doing. That's what's fun about investigating old theaters. Because these stars are still there. They're performing. They're still doing their thing. There's an opera singer that they hear. If you go to, and that, you could ask. Go to Placerville, if you're ever in California, and go to the Chamber, the, Main, the Chamber of Commerce building on Main Street. There is an opera singer that they hear. And who knows why? Because that was a hangman's tree over there. So who knows? Maybe it was a saloon or something. I don't know. But they say that in the back of the building.
1: <laughs> oh.
0: They say in the back of this building, You can hear an opera singer. It's really kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. People are still performing.
0: Yeah. But Madame Machesca is interesting. I I don't say wrong
1: with that. I mean.
0: Yeah. And Madame Machesca. Yeah. It's interesting with Madame Machesca because she's not only like, she's more famous for the Woodland Opera House, right? But I mean, she's Uh like every, if if there's an opera house that's old, that's, that's in Northern California or even the Gold Country, she's performed there. Wow. And her ghost is seen there because she's still on tour, you know? So
1: she's still, she's still on, I was just going to say that she's still on tour.
0: Yeah. She's still on tour, uh, we,
1: you know? We have eight, eight more minutes. Let me go through some of these real quick.
0: Go ahead, uh, sorry. Do not
1: want to leave, hold on now. Do not want to leave control to someone else or like if yeah. somebody who owns a big company and they have a wife and the wife inherits all of it. Oh no. Yep. So that person will stay around that wife and maybe try to control her. Uh, mm-hmm. I already mentioned looking for someone, afraid they will miss somebody. i mentioned that, that they want someone to come get them. If they left, mama may come back statement from children, which is terrible. Things, right. they are still not well. You died from a condition you had. Sometimes they can have a hard time realizing they died from the condition. I can appreciate someone dying from it, um, the flu or something really quick. They go, wait a minute. I'm not dead. It doesn't. Oh, that, happen one everybody. In my
0: house. that one that's in my house.
1: I can't remember, remember the, one refresh my...
0: the, the one that's attached to the land, the fisherman. He <sighs> oh, fell and he totally... cracked his head open and died and, and, and died from, from blood yeah. loss. And he's still hanging out because he doesn't realize he's dead. He's gone mad.
1: Yeah. Um, I do want to mention a couple things. I've already talked quickly about this. We will create what you're expecting. We talk about heaven and hell. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you watch a near-death experience videos on YouTube, like here, Um, a lot of, sometimes they'll say, I was um, thinking I would go to hell and it was shown to me to be that way. If you want to um, see the deity of your choice from Muhammad to, uh, they will show up and be there for you. Animals that will greet us. um, Also animals we leave. Now you've heard the old expression, the cat lady. Well, let me tell you, these cats of mine own us. My husband and I laugh all the time. What if I passed over and they were left alone? I would absolutely be stuck in this house. Uh, We also can have those same animals greet us if they go ahead of us. But being stuck in a house because of animals in Southern California, this 18-year-old young guy uh, hurried, hurried to um, rescue for parrots. And he got there to feed them. What if he had been killed on the way? His soul spirit would go into that um, sanctuary for the parrots and try to feed them because that was his goal. That was what he was expected to do. And I'm I'm so glad he didn't get killed. Of course, if I had been his mom, I would have shook his shoulders a little bit. Mm-hmm. But those parrots are so uh, precious to him. And they showed a picture of a parrot on his shoulder. Okay, that would be really something. Um, angels and guardians that try to help us. A lot of times when people still pass over if they get stuck the angels and guardians absolutely try to intercede if a family cannot and i i've seen this a couple of times a woman february of 92 was doing an affair in vacville uh patricia and her family she lost a 24 year old girl um and when the woman was dying to bed it had only been a year or so prior so i left here went back saw the girl in bed dying and she was her hand was being held by mom The woman that greeted her to take her over was an angel person. The portal was there. The woman was reaching for the daughter and said, come with me, come with me. And she had been ill so long she wanted to leave her body. And in that instant, she looked at me, which scared the dickens out of me. And she says, my mother won't let me go. Tell her to let go of my hand. And I said, oh, my gosh, your daughter just looked at me and told me to let go of your, for you to let go of her hand. So the living person wouldn't let go of the dying person that was keeping her there <coughs> sorry then i said that the girl in the picture said to me thank you
0: so That's we can why, we can talk about well another show we can, we can talk, talk about, about this because i sorry to interrupt but there's a lot of cases of that you know if you ever wondered and i've, I've been doing i've seen, seen a lot of research on this from hospice nurses as well you know because they're they're right on the front lines with this stuff where the person that's dying won't die until you, you go out to go to the bathroom or something, you know, when you leave the room. Because they, they, they it's not that they feel that, that that you're holding them back, but they feel bad because they're, they're they're letting go. So it's easier if you're not in the room for them right, to go. Right, absolutely
1: true. My grandmother yeah. died. Um, two lady friends from work. I worked at Auburn, California, telephone company for 24 years, but she died in that 86. And the two ladies would go and sing to my grandmother because they knew her. And uh, they left at uh, 4.45, and I wasn't going to get off work yet, but it was very close to where it was, and they said, Nancy's getting off work at 5. If you would like to leave, now would be a good time, and they left, and she did die. Mm -hmm. What I'm talking about here is, and this is going to hurt your head, I talked to a couple of the people about this, and they said, Nancy, you hurt my brain, I can't comprehend this. I believe sitting here today, anybody can go back and remember something that was hurtful and you can forgive that person or forgive yourself. That new timeline will roll to where you are now. Patricia's daughter had a hard time passing over because mom would let go. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That was created a, a domino effect. When she talked to me, and I don't believe there's accidents, I think the universe said we've got to talk to Nancy because she can see what's going on here. She, in that moment remembered what she was doing and in remembering wish she had let go sooner she let go the, the spirit of an angel lady grabbed the daughter's hand and pulled her through the portal
0: mm-hmm.
1: unbelievable so the daughter was released but it wasn't anybody she knew it was an angel that she recognized to be an angel lady was able so you think grandma and grandpa why not well children are greeted sometimes by celestial beings because it's a wow you know, it's yeah, i it's believe the that. the universe
0: talking. I can see that. I
1: can see that. I can right, see that. right. Um yeah. And so favorite relatives of hunting buddies can also greet us to get our attention. So someone's not stuck, but they're kind of like confused. Uh, favorite relative could show up and it's not always mom and dad. I did mm-hmm. a couple um that a lady talked to a lady a long time ago and she was asking who greeted so and so. And a lady showed up with a tray full of chocolate chip cookies. And I'm talking to this lady on the phone, and I thought they were uh, ethnic because I saw this little tiny woman with chocolate cookies, very dark. And she says, oh, that was my neighbor. She greeted mom. Oh, I've always missed her. She was someone that loved us kids, and she then died. And then when mom died, she was there to greet her with the chocolate chip cookies. doesn't have to be mom and dad. Another lady uh, lost her husband, and she called me. She had been um, in." I've been involved with her life while the husband was ill and he got ill and then he passed away. And She says, who greeted him? And I saw these two men with sticks and then all around him with these larger animal kind of things and, or it was three men, I think it was three men. And the woman said, I know who this is. Those are his three buddies that passed before him. They all went hunting together in Montana. And what you're seeing is a big animal or deer. So it was the idea of catching up with his friends to be able to pass over and go hunting. Rather, that's an imaginary. I don't kill things anyway, either. Mm-hmm. But the era that they did in the 60s, the 70s or 80s, whatever that was. Now, I apologize. It was much later than that. The 90s, I guess. Um, in some ways, that's exactly what he needed to see to get excited about leaving his body and to be awakened to do so. Let me see if there's a. I still have more over here. Uh, okay, I finally got to the list, and it's seven thirty. <laughs>
0: I keep blinking off the screen. I'm lucky to have internet. I mean, there's people in my neighborhood that still don't have power. It's crazy. That storm was nuts, and I got I've got a big tree so branch. that's down what it. the problem is. Uh, Nancy saw the photos. My my backyard looks like I went through a war. I mean, it's just craziness back there.
1: Hurricane looking.
0: You know, yeah, you guys have or seen tornado. my tornado aloha yard and how pretty it is well good luck with that because it's it looks it looks like the tsunami went through man so yeah so it's crazy maybe, maybe you it. should have reversed this
1: i should have opened it up and uh called you and i thank you a couple of you comedy clips. Yeah. i could see where a comedian would be hailed as a great comedian dying they want to be back to it um yeah. thank you thank you Mar- marissa well, look hello at, sarah jen real um, quick look at
0: that you know, in or that the, the old, uh, Hollywood Wax Museum, because to this day it's built on the site of one of the big, um, uh, I think the International Hotel where Elvis performed. Ooh, and so, they I hear him. I, when they go to close up the wax museum, they hear Elvis singing.
1: Oh my gosh, I he's wonder if he's still on stage.
0: Him. Yeah, he's still on stage, just like the Hilton. That's the same thing, too. It's, we'll, we'll just throw that in. Um, if you watch, uh, what was the one that used to have all the celebrity ghost stories, you know? And well, I think, I forget, Dink or somebody talks about it. God forbid he gets mad at me, but he talks about being on stage and he looks up and he sees Elvis up in the, uh, s- sitting up in, in the balcony watching him because he's still coming down to see the shows and perform on that stage.
1: So I don't there. think
0: he's the only one.
1: Yeah. There's a I lot of them. he's there. the only one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot so oh my God. we're doing pretty good um one thank you she at the very end jen might have been the one that mentioned a different show i do do readings um i'm just not doing the big events like psychic fairs anymore um so at the end is my website nancymats.com if you can write it down later on and i thank you everybody for for staying with us during all the computer issues i think it's probably, like char said she's lucky to get internet and have power. Yes, you stay on after All the right. show,
0: I can talk to you about something. So just hang out in the green room when we yep, get done. Yep. I'm
1: not going anywhere. Okay.
0: Anyhow, here we go. Here comes the end spiel. Let me get my little thing up here. Where's my little thingy? Buttons. Buttons. Who's got the buttons? Okay. <laughs> More buttons. I can't see. My glasses suck. And it's like, you know, just like when I go to start the show, I have to be clicked on myself. Or could be because the little mouse arrow is white, and the back in the background on Streamyard is white, so I can't see where my stupid mouse is. Okay, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. And if again, if you were watching from Facebook and you liked all the screw ups with the internet and everything else you said, <laughs> be sure hit that like button and, and hit that follow button. Always looking for followers, right? Whether you're on my Facebook page. Or whether you're on the California Haunts Ghostly Events page. Follow us, follow us, follow us. YouTube. Here we go. There we go. Right there. It's harder when it's on a smaller screen. There we go. That's my little ghosty. That's my little ghost guy. And he is, my, he is my mascot. And you click on him and that will subscribe you to our YouTube page at youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. And we have more than 480 videos sitting over there. That you can peruse, and they're all different types of topics, not just paranormal. Just like tomorrow's guest, whom I'm about to announce. So, uh, yeah, check that out uh, if you're watching from Twitter, which which um, somebody did today, and they ended up coming in that way from from Twitter. Uh, we are Cal Haunts on Twitter, and I'm Ghosty Gal on Instagram. We are California Haunts on uh, put the, the TikTok. I can remember all these things man. On TikTok, it's all lowercase. And uh, let's see what I've Yeah, we're California Haunts on on uh, California Haunts Radio on YouTube, and we're California Haunts on Facebook or under my name. It, it just boggles my mind. I'm and right? Twitch. I think we're I think we're California Haunts on Twitch. I think. I think. I think. But anyway, I want to thank you guys for coming tonight, and do share this. I mean, if this if if you like what you heard, please, please, please share because we're trying to get the word out everybody's doing really good at doing that i really appreciate it i really appreciate that especially the people on the rss feed and all that you know over at apple and and i radio and all those places so that's cool tomorrow we're shifting gears did i hear a crowd no okay a gentleman named slim professor slim king is going to be with us tomorrow and we are going to be talking about and this is something i've been wanting to have on for a long time db cooper we're going to be talking about the legend of DB Cooper, and he's also he also knows a few things about J- John F Kennedy that we're going to be talking about, and maybe some other spooky mm. stuff, but mainly DB Cooper. And I've been dying, uh, dying. I hate that word, but I've, I've been wanting to talk <laughs> just up our that. For years, yes, right up our alley. And so he's going to be on with us tomorrow. So be sure to see that show, even though it's a little flippy flop thing. But uh, he'll be with us tomorrow, six thirty p.m. Pacific. All right. Well, I'm going to shut up, and I'll show you Nancy's... uh book info and her contact info and then i'm going to have a little chat with nancy after the show nothing bad guys she'll still be here but uh you know i got some stuff going here and I, i have questions for nancy so here we go and uh without further ado i'm going to pull nancy off of here where'd you go there you go and i'm going to show nancy stuff all right so let me get the right thing to push the right i hope i have the right buttons i have two things here so let's see is it that one Websites, nancymatz.com, all lowercase, nancymatsauthor.com and that's capital N, M, and A, .com, and then youtube.com forward slash psychic, And then we've got Help, Get Me Out of This Funk by Nancy matts. Oh, you hear that? Oh, guys, I got something to point out to you while I'm on the air here. Oh, yeah, this is perfect. Two Worlds Developing Your Psychic Skills by Nancy Mats. Oh, that's perfect. I'll tell you what I'm talking about in a second. And The Unwilling Sacrifice by Nancy Matz. And of course you can get those at Amazon. And also, the links to uh, readings from Nancy are also in the description for the show. Okay, I don't know if you can hear this. I'm going to turn the mic up a little bit. Remember I was telling you guys about um, having a a sound bank of sounds for EVPs? Okay, so check this out. I'm going to turn the mic up. Of course, it won't do it now. Why, you dirty... Okay, well, anyway, I don't know if you heard that while I was reading off Nancy's stuff. I cut my mic off. I don't know if you heard that while we were reading off Nancy's stuff. I was reading off Nancy's stuff. But the chair, when I would turn it, was sounding like a dog whimpering. Like dog sounds. That's the stuff you got to look out for when you're doing EVP work. Yeah, anyway, that was just something I wanted to share with you, but the chair stopped doing that. But I hope you guys were able to hear that because you... Because it sounded just like a dog making noises and kind of whimpering. Okay, anyway, I'm done now. Have a good night, everybody. See you tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific.